Aloha, and welcome to season two of the podcast, Throwing Up Rainbows, Good Girl, Dirty Secret. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are, and all your brilliant, beautiful, fucked upness, as you shine and as you crawl towards the light. for you out there, for you who's going through it right now, wanting to recover. I see you, I hear you, I feel with you. I was you, and I know you can make it. I also make this for the parents and loved ones to give you information and insight into our struggle. So if you dig this podcast and get something from it, please share it with all your friends and loved ones. I want everyone who needs this to find it. Be my eyes and ears out there because we are stronger together. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how our thoughts affect our behavior and how we are capable of change. Let's dive in. There are many different types of therapy options, but for addiction, the most tested and successful method for those with addiction is called cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT for short. CBT is based upon the idea that how you think determines how you feel and how you behave. Essentially, this is how it works. Something happens to you. You have thoughts about what just happened. Then you have an emotion and feel some type of way. You then respond to those thoughts and feelings with a behavior. Here's an example of how it might look in the real world. Let's say your coworker James passes by your desk, glances at you, doesn't smile, and walks away down the hall. You might think, whoa, is James mad at me for something? You then might feel some type of way, for example, confused, embarrassed, shamed, not good enough. Or you may go straight to anger. Fuck James, what the hell is his problem this morning? From these thoughts and feelings, we respond with a behavior. We may yell down the hallway after James, good morning to you too, and maybe mutter asshole under our breath. We may be short with him when we see him at the vending machine. We may replay the situation in our head a hundred times, wondering what we did wrong, or wondering if James knows that we took an extra 20 minutes yesterday on our lunch break. Oh no. We may make up an entire story about how James is very disrespectful and hates us, or hates all of womankind. By the end of the day, in our heads, James might have been transformed into an arrogant, narcissistic, chauvinistic prick. Meanwhile, James is going along his merry day, not realizing that he didn't smile or say good morning because of a trillion possibilities. Maybe he was thinking about his kid's science project or the person that pulled out in front of him at the intersection or a problem with his brother or wife or whatever the heck he's thinking about. The truth is, is that we're not mind readers and we have no idea what's going on in anyone's head. Yet in a few mere seconds, there was an event and we had thoughts and feelings about it and reacted in some particular way. Here's an even more truthful truth. No one is thinking about you. In general, most people are thinking about themselves most of the time. In truth, 
Most of the things that we tend to take very personal have nothing to do with us at all. James not smiling or saying good morning most likely has nothing to do with us, and yet we tend to make most things in life personal and mean something about us. We humans torture ourselves like this for years, sometimes our whole lives. In the event above, we might go home at the end of the day, having invented a whole book of stories about how we're unlovable, not good enough, or not successful. We might have danced around in all of our insecurities all the live long day, and by the time we go home, we can't wait to jump full-faced into our addiction to numb out all the noise. Let's stop this. Any event that happens is nothing more than information. If we take the event above, the only information presented was that James did not smile or say good morning. End of story. Everything after that is all the bullshit we throw into the mosh pit. The reason we do this is because we all have different life experiences. It's like each of us being given a pair of sunglasses to wear when we're born. Every experience we have in life begins to paint our sunglasses. As we grow up, each person has a completely different pair of sunglasses, and so we don't see the same events the same way. We each see them through the lenses of our particular sunglasses. Here's an example I like. One of my favorite clients had a background in gang affiliation. One of the most important cultural rules of gang culture is respect. One day they were chatting with another client, and as a joke, a napkin was thrown at them. They were furious, and it took them a long time to calm down. From their standpoint, wearing their sunglasses, this was a huge act of disrespect that they would never do to somebody else. To me, wearing my sunglasses, I'd be able to brush it off easily and probably laugh back. But that's because we both wear different invisible sunglasses. What they saw as complete disrespect might be nothing more than a slight joke to me. If we followed two trains in that event, one that I'm on and one that my client was on, you could see that they head in two completely different directions. The thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that my client had were on a distant train from the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that I would have had. It makes sense, right? Because we come from different experiences and we wear different sunglasses by which we perceive the world and every single event that happens in our lives. The goal of CBT is to become aware of our own thought patterns. Do you feel disrespected and angry at James? Do you feel worthless and not good enough? Do you tend to feel guilty and afraid that he might know that you've done something wrong? As you go through the exercises in CBT, you begin to notice your thought patterns, your emotions, and your behaviors. For those of us who are addicts, it's common for every end result to end in a type of using behavior. No matter what the events, the thoughts, the feelings, and emotions, they lead us on a train of reaching for our substance or whatever thing we do to numb out. This is a great realization. Once I was able to see how my thoughts were shaping how I felt and how they impacted my life, I was a lot more motivated to change, and I actually had hope. Once I was aware of my own irrational thoughts, I was able to learn to change them. I realized that the way that I was thinking and the thoughts that I was telling myself about informational events were leading me to depression, anxiety, anger, and addictive behaviors. From there, I was able to examine those thoughts and begin to change them with healthier ones, which actually led me to having healthier emotions and thus healthier behavior responses, i.e. not binging and purging or throwing up. 
When James walks into a room today and hypothetically gives me the cold shoulder, I still notice all those insecure thoughts that come up for me about how I'm not good enough or why he's mad at me or what did I do or what the F is his problem, etc., etc. But now because I've gone through CBT for a while, I'm able to say, okay, thoughts, let's hush it up because none of you are probably true. Instead of being insecure or angry, I create fictitious reasons why James walked by my desk. Mind you, none of these are probably true either. One of my favorites, if someone's mean to me, is to think that maybe they found out a family member was sick today. Now, it's probably not true, but it helps me to be more compassionate and to realize that the truth is that it probably has nothing to do with me. In turn, most times, I'm now able to feel neutral about the events and go along with my merry day. Of course, there's more to CBT than this little exercise, but that's the basic outline. And if you're thinking of seeing a therapist for addiction, most likely this is the type of therapy that you're going to explore. It works, and it's really helpful. So to wrap it up today, I want you guys to remember that every event that happens is simply information. It's us that adds our thoughts and feelings to it. And then we respond with a behavior, which for addicts is some type of substance or behavioral addiction. The healthier our thoughts become, the healthier our behaviors are. And this is helpful for recovery. Duh. (laughs) If you're looking for a therapist to assist you in this process, stay tuned for the next episode, where I'm going to share my simple way that I found my therapist that I loved. Till then. And this is Throwing Up Rainbows. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizo Colante, with audio production by Cullen Bonham. You can find us at throwinguprainbows.com. Email us at podcast.tur at gmail.com. And find me on my personal blog at zizocolante.com. You can also find my book, Throwing Up Rainbows, on Amazon. Oh, 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 oh,